Good morning, Mother Rogues, Father Rogues, and fellow local and long-distance non-residential custodians. Custodians? I gotta stop saying that. We are parents. And technically, I'm not a custodian. I'm a guardian. A legal guardian. But we're all parents. Just parents. Nothing fancy. Today is the 10-year anniversary of when I packed up and moved to Massachusetts. I got up at 5-something a.m. All of my clothes in, in the car. I was crashing with my folks for three months while I looked for a job up here. My husband had come up in October. And I said goodbye to my father, who got up to say goodbye, to greet me. Went to work that day. I was working for Wyeth Pharmaceutical Company in their consumer products division. And came and then drove to Massachusetts to an apartment in Billerica, just suburb. And I thought when I did that, because it was only four hours and I was 41 and didn't understand the limitations of even a, an intrepid Toyota Camry that I would be able to continue to see my son every other week. Yeah, that didn't happen. It really did not happen. But I did manage to stay, and I have managed to stay connected for 10 years. That did happen. I don't always get him on the phone these days. He is a teenager. He's actually 19, and even though he is on the autistic spectrum, he has definitely grown up and needs me less and less. But I have stayed connected. In the early days, I would send cards every week with drawings and photos. I kept stamps and those cards that you get from Michael's, those blank ones in colors and stickers and photos, stuff from, you know, albums in my desk drawer at work in a Ziploc bag. And I would fill out a card three minutes every Monday and send it to him. And on special holidays, I would send a, like Valentine, Hallmark holidays, but because I always saw my son for Christmas, um, I would send a card with, I would send a Valentine's Day card, actual Hallmark card with a little something inside. So my son likes GameStop. I think you've all heard me ad nausea about my hate, hate relationship with video games, but I used to stick like a $5 Amazon gift card in there. Or when my son was into downloading apps on his iPhone, it would be a $5 iTunes gift card. Something small. Um, occasionally for Easter or a birthday I couldn't get there for, I've missed two in the last 10 years. I would send a present and pay the extra postage. Something really, really light. Wait, like, um, 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 there it goes again. Hey, I'm getting better. Like a t-shirt or Amazon Prime two-day shipping really became my friend. Or, yeah, t-shirts. It's very hard to buy for my son. 
Lego kits, small Lego kits. Like I would get those Lego minifigures. Um, folks, I'm going back 10 years. My son was eight. He's now 19. Like every other typical teenager in the universe, his, his interests have changed radically. So I would always put something small in the mail and I would do that every week. And he, my son would get a card that indicated that, that basically said evidence I'm here. I'm thinking about you. And I would feel better for just knowing that I had reached out, knowing that I had not forgotten him. One of the hardest things about being a non-residential custodian or non-residential parent is, or living far away from your kids, is you want to constantly remind yourself that you're not a deadbeat, that you haven't forgotten them. Wherever you are, you're there for a reason. So if you're like me and you couldn't afford to pay child support in New Jersey and there were no jobs down there, then you're up in Massachusetts, 210 miles away, because Massachusetts offered you a job that does pay child support and then does allow you to, to support financially your son or daughter. Or maybe you had no support in the state you were living in. So and New Jersey was great for me for the years I was divorced and living there. I guess that would have been five. I'm trying to think. But anyway, it was good for me in that it was five. I got divorced in 2005 and moved up here in 2010. New Jersey was great because my parents were there and I could crash with them. We had a place to go for dinners every week every other week when it was my visitation and they were actually very close to my son. So it was a nice transition. We would go from, um, my apartment in Wayne to on a Sunday to my folks house for dinner. And then from there to Joey would be dropped off in Massachusetts. I didn't have, I had my husband and that was my support system. <laughs> and it was a good one. Damien has seen me through incredible amounts of crying tears curled up around a, a green stuffed frog that was my son's favorite toy. A lot, a lot of things. And for a guy that doesn't have kids, that's pretty cool. But those first years were hard and I stayed connected by sending those cards, by calling every day, twice a day. So I would get, I would, I was on a schedule. So I knew exactly when my son got on the bus and I would call him about 15 minutes before he got on the bus. I'm still doing that. As a matter of fact, uh, Amazon Alexa is going to tell me, remind me at 8.15 to pick up the phone. And I would do that to, to stay connected. And then between 7 and 8 p.m. every night without fail, and I still do this, I would call. Um, or FaceTime. FaceTime was not around when I started commuting up, when I started living up here and has become the, um, the absolute savior of my existence because sometimes I'm just tearing my hair out. I miss my kids so much and I want to be with them and I can't see him. And FaceTime allows me to at least see him and see into his room. For a while he had a webcam hooked up to his computer and I would sit and read my book 
at my house or do whatever I was doing in Massachusetts. And Joey would sit with a window with my picture on it, working on his computer. That was really cool. Video, chat, FaceTime, Skype. These are all tools that you absolutely need to be a non-residential parent. And you can request them. You can, you know, limit the space you're in, you see, to your child's room, negotiate that with your ex or your fearless co-parent. But that allows you to see them and that allows them to see you. You get to be there for all the great milestones. Like I have, you know, screenshots of Joey showing off his braces. But so I had FaceTime, I had cards every week, and then I always had a schedule. And this is something else that might help you. I would look at the calendar each time I dropped my son off and say, this is the date I will be down next. And then I still do this, by the way, I would remind him every time I spoke to him that, yes, I'm coming home. I'm going to see you. Well, okay. Massachusetts is officially home. I need to get out of the habit, but I'm coming to see you on X day. And occasionally I would be asked, can you come see me here? And I would say, nope, I'm coming down here. And it would be cool. So the benefit of that was my son and I were both anchored. He knew I was going to be there in person. And I knew that as well. I had that in the back of my mind. And I still do that. If, I'm, if I don't know exactly when I'm going to see my son again after I drop him off, I, or if I don't have an approximate rough cut idea of when, like within a month or a week or two, I, I feel very unmoored. I don't know about you. I just do. And I have to go back and set that date so that I can refocus and do all of the things up here that I do to support my husband, take care of my uh, dog who thinks he's a human, and got a 70-pound all-muscle lap, bo- lap boxer mix who doesn't understand he's had surgery and needs to rest, and my job. And once I know I have that, and it might be just me, I have that finite date in my head. I'm good to go. I can focus again. I also had a set routine. There was always something that I could tell my son we were going to do when I saw him again. There's some talk about online in in the non-custodial parents groups about giving experiences versus things. And I'm all for that. And it has absolutely been my number one tool. And we will for visit for making the most of my visits with my kid. And we'll get into that in another episode. But so that was something I did. I always set a date, I sent those cards, and I called twice a day. The final thing I did was not something my son ever really realized I did, I don't think. I called and I, or I emailed, and I introduced myself to all of my son's providers. So in particular, his school, you know, I didn't bother or badger a bunch of doctors and dentists, but the school I did, I did call and I did email. And I would let them know that my ex and I were separated or divorced and I lived up here and we shared legal custody and to who I was. And just please keep me informed. Please send me a weekly newsletter. Please let me know what's going on and if you have any issues. And I was always the last person on those emergency forms, but I was listed. So 
the school always called me. They always emailed me and periodically because I proved I could be a hell, you could be a helicopter parent from 210 miles away. Periodically, I would go out and look at the online grade system and check the homework assignments on the school's website and ask questions. Or I would report the data back to my son. Hey, look, I saw that report card. He got straight A's. Great. Um, and it was always, or I spoke to your teacher. You had a tough day, huh? I was like, uh. That kind of enforced that the rules are the same between whatever house my son went to, which was also very important. So 10 years, no regrets, Boston, except that I won't feel happy again until my son is up here a couple weeks, three weeks, whatever it is. I set a date. He knows and I know. In 8.15, I'll be reminding him. And cards every week. I still send, he's 19, so I was told, you don't have to send them. He just looks for the, for the to see if there's a gift inside. I still send them for major holidays. I'm not going to be there. I still send gift cards. And I still go down. I still set dates. But I also call twice a, twice a day. I call in the mornings and I FaceTime in, in the evenings. And I literally just call it to everybody around me, in case you're wondering, you know, in case you want a response to those people that look like, look at you like three heads and with like, you have three heads and ask dumb questions like, Oh, are you allowed to do that without your ex's permission? Yes. It's legal custody. Thank you. It's legal guardianship. Thank you. I also, and I lost my train of thought cause I got momentarily exasperated by those people just thinking about them. We've already talked about how you don't have to explain yourself to anyone. But I called, I call it, that's it. I call my son. I talk to him in the mornings. I ask him how his day is going to go. Um, I have a rough idea of what he does, not a complete one, because I'm not exactly talking to my fearless co-parent at the moment. But I know the schedule by now. So it's like, oh, you're working today because he does work study. Is today pizza day? Did you see this? Did you see that? And then I call that getting him off on the bus and everybody I work for, with everybody. I, um, because I freelance and I go to, I go to net, uh, BNI every Thursday morning, every meeting I'm in, everything I do, people will know. Okay. Chris picked up her phone and walked away. She's just getting her son off on the bus. So that's how I do it. I would love to hear how you do it. And I would love to hear if you hear from you if you have any questions or any concerns or anything that you're struggling with. Folks, I've been doing this for 10 years long distance and 15 oof, times time flies. Uh, as a non-residential parent and as a non-residential mom as well, which <laughs> hi, I have three heads and no, I don't actually. I'm a workaholic. That's the only aholic I am. Just ask anybody. And I'm guilty of spending too much money on my son. But we will talk about experiences that do not break the bank next week. But let me know if you're struggling with an issue. If you just want to talk it out, I'm here. You can email me. You can find me on Twitter at ChristinaMR68 or at TheMotherRogue.com or at TheMotherRogue. Sign, you know, check in. Say, hey, this is really bothering me. And I need to vent because I don't want to, I don't want to go. I don't want my son or my daughter to see that it's bothering me. I've got an open ear. I am always here. 
I have to go to a business meeting and then call my son. This is the Mother Road, signing off. Happy travels, everybody. We are all great parents.